Let's turn to the book of Acts chapter 3. This is a sermon that Peter, the apostle, preached. The first sermon was on the day of Pentecost after the phenomena of the speaking in other tongues. And this one, this sermon was at the instance of the healing of a man that was a lame from birth at the gate beautiful. The other time I was here, I shared with you some of his, Peter's responses. When they saw the man healed, people were flocking to Peter and were gazing at him. He directed their gaze from themselves to Jesus and mentioned to the people that it is in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, the man that they have killed, whom God have raised, that this man is walking. And he is still talking to them. From verse 17, I'll be reading to verse 20. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ will suffer, he has fulfilled. And now, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. There's a comma, meaning the, the words to continue, but let me stop there. Let me read again. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers, but what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ will suffer, he has fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. The subject is ignorance in God's kingdom, ignorance in God's kingdom. I'm driving at understanding today that we may not fall the way they fell and that we live in the age and era where ignorance about Jesus can no longer be excused and that we all owe responsibility to do something with Jesus. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we've come before your word Speak to us now, we listen. In Jesus' name, amen. The sermon of Peter reminds us of Jesus himself. You recall that when our Lord was hanging on the cross, he prayed to the Father. And the content of his prayer was that, Father, forgive them for... They don't know what they are doing. 
And I know many of you sometimes may disagree with Jesus himself. I say they know. They know what they are doing. No? They know what they are doing. Some of you that are into spiritual warfare would not want to agree that uh, those who sin against us don't know what they do. They know. And Peter is saying that when the Jews and their rulers crucified Jesus, they acted in ignorance. Three things I want to point out very quickly and then be done. The first point I want us to learn, my sisters and brothers, is actions done in ignorance are actions nevertheless. A thing done ignorantly is still an action nevertheless. I don't know how you can help children to write what I've just said. An action in ignorance is an action nevertheless. And that's what Peter is saying. He's not saying that um, since it was done in ignorance, uh, it's nothing. It is a thing. What they were doing is they were turning the scripture on his head. All the message from Moses to Samuel to David, to all the prophets, both major and minor, and down to their age, were violated. There were enough data regarding the Messiah. Of course, Peter and the Lord Jesus still insist that they were doing this thing ignorantly. Because ignorance does have different levels. Both in psychology, I was reading the, the uh, sociology of ignorance uh, and also the psychology of ignorance. And I was amazed the shades and categories of ignorance. That one can be knowledgeable in a particular area and completely ignorant in a different area. Ignorance is lack of knowledge, is lack of knowledge, lack of functional knowledge in a matter. Lack of requisite knowledge is called ignorance. How many of you have met ignorant people before? That is if you are not an ignorant person yourself. But how many of you, some of you that are very clever, how many of you have met ignorant people before? And how many of you can testify how difficult it is to talk to ignorant people. Yeah, ignorant people can argue. Go to newspaper stand. That's their headquarter. Newspaper stand. They will, read the, the news, they will just look at the newspaper. Those who are arguing at the stand don't, don't read the newspaper. They are just there to argue. Blindly. You know, in, in Andrew's native language, there's a proverb that said, a blind person is holding to a bad portion of a meat. And they are telling him, this portion is a bad portion of the meat. And he said, mm -mm. what I'm holding, I'm holding. Because as a blind person, you are not sure. If you remove your hand now, you will touch another thing again. You know, it's ignorance. Because even though they were ignorant, someone's son hangs on the cross. They were ignorant, 
but Mary's son was on the cross. That you don't know how to drive, but you took a vehicle and killed someone does not mean you don't. It's ignorant, but somebody is dead. It's an action itself. They were doing a thing, albeit ignorantly. It is a thing that they were doing. You know how we think as Africans. We usually say, I'm sorry. Like you did something wrong. And say, what you've done is say, oh, I'm sorry. And then I'm still insisting. Say, oh, you want to kill him? He, he says, sorry. As far as we are concerned, when someone says, sorry, let's move on, isn't it? Ah, let's move on. Why are you bickering? But it's an action, nevertheless. The guy says he doesn't know what he did. But what he did does have impact on me. They were acting. Verse 17, they were acting. Brothers, you were acting in ignorance and also your rulers. And the, the job party here is Israel ought to be the headquarter of knowledge, i.e. the knowledge of God. Romans tells us that to them were committed the oracle of God. If there is a nation that ought not to be ignorant about Christ, shouldn't be Israel. Of course, <laughs> there were various reasons why Israel were living in ignorance. One was their self-imposed ignorance. Like, you know, you can choose not to know regardless of the data presented. So Israel Harden his heart. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18 tells us that, that their, their heart were hardened. Uh, they choose their religion, they choose their high priests, they choose their nationality over Christ. Even though the entire scripture were pointing to Christ, at this point, the idea, the motions of religion and ethnic identity was more plausible than the admission of this man as the Messiah. Of course, I, I understand where Peter is coming from because if I were in the days of Jesus, did the entire Old Testament provide enough data to fit in the personality and the authenticity of Christ? There's like, depending on the synagogue that you attend. Because in the days of Jesus, the entire Israel is now fragmented. The religious system is no longer happening under the tutelage of the high priests in the, in the temple. There are a lot of fragmented synagogues that some priests, some persons of high standing in the society built. So you can come to a synagogue and the teacher is as ignorant as anybody in the synagogue. In fact, some synagogue were called the synagogue of Satan. You recall Jesus in the book of Mark came to a synagogue and the man possessed was sitting comfortably in the synagogue. So it depends because if your church is a synagogue, you can imagine their interpretation of the Old Testament. So those who live at this point uh, have the disadvantage sometimes of not having good teachers of the law. And of course, the reason why they do not have good teachers of the law is that over the years, not just Jesus, 
the leadership of Israel will kill anybody. All their prophets were murdered. If you, if you want to speak the truth to power, or to speak the truth to the authority, and to bring clarity about the fact that David's son will sit on the throne, you will be killed. Israel killed all his prophets, and all their priests they killed. And knowledge was taken away from them. So in the days of Jesus, they were completely ignorant. But to a large extent, we can say it was a self-imposed ignorance because Jesus came and did miracles. He performed a lot of things that should have pointed them to the idea of being a Messiah. But the point I want to make is that even though they were acting in ignorance, they were acting. Hope you understand. They were acting. They were not neutral. Secondly, ignorance of the Jews could not hinder God's plan. God had a plan. Ignorance of the Jews could not hinder God's plan. Look at verse 18. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. As they were wallowing in their ignorance and quibbling against details of the law, fencing the law, as they were killing Jesus, God was doing his own work. The work of God continues. Because God is not bound by, by them. God's sovereignty is not subservient to the activities of the Jews. Oh, the Jews thought they could hold God to ransom by their rejection of God and his Messiah, by their idol worship. They worship idols they killed the prophets. They set up for themselves wrong kings. Nevertheless, as, as they were offending God and, and provoking the Lord, God's plans of saving humanity were still on course. There's nothing Israel were doing that hinders God's plan. God's plan that his Messiah, his servant, will suffer and pay the price of sin were fulfilled, were fulfilled, regardless of what we were doing. In fact, what they were doing was serving the purpose of God. <laughs> they were culpable of killing Jesus, but God, that's the plan. That was the plan, that Christ would die by the hand of lawless men. And through his death and the shedding of his blood, we may come to salvation. Their ignorance did not hinder God's plan. The plan was fulfilled. When Christ hung on the cross, when he rose from the dead, God's plans for humanity was fulfilled. Number three. Ignorance. Israel ignorance did not remove their responsibility. Look at verse 19. Repent therefore and turn back you did it in ignorance, but there's a need for you to repent. You are not guiltless. Ignorance does not confer on you innocence. You did the most wicked deeds ever performed by human beings on earth. You did it by killing the Son of God. But you owe responsibility. Repent. That times of refreshing they come from the presence of the Lord 
and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Ignorance does not remove responsibility. Let me explain. Roman Catholic Church, <coughs> that is our, our church. Up to 1517, <laughs> we were all Roman Catholic. I hope you understand that. The, the Catechism of Catholic Church, CCC, the combined reading of I'm not sure, 2569, 187, and 117, and all that, say this. Particularly under Popeyes the Servants, said ignorance can be divided into two. And the Roman Catholic Catechism said ignorance can be, is, is, is in two parts. One is visible ignorance and invincible ignorance. Explain. Visible ignorance is the ignorance that can be overcome. That if you expose yourself to learning, to proper learning, that can be overcome. Invisible ignorance, those ignorance that are not your faults, for instance, you were not, there were no, there's no way you could have known there's no resource, there's no capacity on your own side to know. Not, no data were available for you. So there's no way you could have overcome that ignorance whatsoever. It's called invisible ignorance. Church, are you following me? Mm -mm. Are you following what I'm saying? If your neighbor is uh, under the weather, please help them, eh? And if you are very hot, please get yourself a water. This place is very, very hot. Is it, is it hot? Very hot. Please, if you raise your hand, they can get you water, please. I don't want anyone to fall under the... I don't have the gifts anymore to, to raise you back. Visible ignorance is this. There are data around but you refuse to learn. For instance, there are laws of the federations, the federal law, and there are law of the NT, and there are different laws of the various states that have been enacted. If you get to Ondo State, for instance, today, I'm sure you won't know all the laws of Ondo State, true or false. Even the FCT where you are living right now, how many of you know all the laws of the FCT? They are tax law, they are environmental law, they are building laws. How many of you know all the laws? For how many of you have the concern in your house that you are reading every day before you go? I say, okay, I'm going out today. I don't want to fall into wicked's hand. Let me read and then. So if police arrest you at area 11 for doing something that is in the law, what do you think your response should be? What if you tell policemen that, oh, it's in the law? I don't know that it's in the law. Would the police say, oh, thank you so much. Oh, we didn't know that you don't know. So please, have a nice day. I'll see you next time. Please make sure you go and read the law. Is that what the Nigerian police tell you? The lawyer said, ignorance of the law is not what? 
it is that it is your job to know that which can be knowable. Now, Roman Catholic is saying that invisible, invincible not, uh, ignorance is these things. Like 300 years ago, thereabouts, there are no missionaries enough in Nigeria. There is no way your four, 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 four fathers could have known about Jesus and rejected him. So Roman Catholic Church says, if there was nothing on your own part, if there's no deliberate disobedience or deliberate hardness of heart to an existing law, it is not your fault. So the, I was reading the catechism early this morning, Roman Catholic, and it says there are people that will be in heaven even though they are not Christians because of this. The invincible, if you, if you are invisibly ignorant, some of your sins are tagged as venial sins and not mortal sins. So this idea of venial and mortal sin extends to various departments in categories. So that if our forefathers, like 400 years ago, what the church in Middle Ages says is that if there were no missionaries, there were no Bibles, there were no churches, they were not guilty. But they will be in heaven if they do, if they did, they perform the work of salvation. <laughs> what are the works of salvation? You know, Roman Catholic Church teaches us that salvation runs on two planks. The work of Christ and the good works that you do. So if your good works at the time when you have not heard Jesus were sufficient, there were good works of salvation, then you will be saved. The problem is that, is it possible for sinful people to do the good works of salvation? The answer should be no. In fact, is it even possible for any good man to do the work of salvation? The answer is what? No. So, there should be no bifurcation of ignorance. Ignorance is ignorance. If it is a deliberate ignorance, if it is not deliberate ignorance, ignorance is ignorance. And an action taken in ignorance is an action nevertheless. And then you are culpable. They were culpable. And Peter is calling them to repentance. What they have done, it was in ignorance, but they are guilty nevertheless. They cannot be absolved of guilt even though it was performed in ignorance. And at the point where Peter was preaching, no one can hold on to ignorance any longer. Up to the cross, you could absolve them of ignorance to the extent that they didn't know. But when the man hung on the cross, and then the city was turned into darkness, and the dead came back to life, and on the third day he came out bodily, and many saw him, and he ascended into heaven, they can no longer hold on to the idea of we do not know. They need to repent. He's calling them to repentance. He's calling them to Christ, even though they perform that action in ignorance. Their ignorance did not stop anything. God continued to work. God continued to work saving people, doing his own plan, 
And if they refuse to come on board with God, they will be lost even though they were Jewish by nationality. And look at the incentive of repentance as Peter pointed. They say, repent of your sin and that your sin may be blotted out. The very first benefit of repentance is that all your past sin, including the sin of killing Jesus, will be wiped out. The idea of blotting has to do with, you know, if you use a um, whiteboard, you know how you wipe it and there was nothing. So you will be reckoned as if you have never sinned. Anyone that comes to Christ and receives his merits is reckoned as if he has never, never committed any sin before. It will be a new slate. Secondly, there will be time of refreshing from the Lord. Those who will come to Christ, accept the offer of salvation, will be refreshed, will be energized, will receive the strength that were lost due to the fall of Adam. And then they will receive Christ. Christ is the prize. When a man comes to Christ, Christ is the prize. Christ will be living inside of him and he will be living inside Christ. There will be a union with Christ. That's what Peter is impressing upon his audience. There will be a complete cancellation of their sins. There will be a refreshment from the Lord and Christ to be their prize. That is a sermon that Apostle Peter came to preach to his people. It was ignorance, but they were guilty and they need to repent of their sin and turn to Christ. Now, we that are in this church today, how does this thing matter to us? Truthfully, truthfully, we can, we can point to our own ignorance because sin is ignorance. Let me explain. I recall I was in a church in my school days and a brother, a preacher, an invited preacher came to church to preach. A very simple sermon from Mark chapter 4. And a brother that had been coming to that church for six years now gave his life to Christ. And the day of his baptism, he was saying what the pastor preaches and how he came to faith by what the pastor preaches. And our own pastor, I was having dinner with him. He said, Peter, do you know I was surprised? I said, what happened? He said, that same sermon that this guy said the pastor preached. I have preached that sermon ten times. Is it that my own mouth no good? <laughs> See, the reason is that the point here is you can know too much and know nothing. Do you understand? Except God, the Holy Ghost will regenerate your heart and give you light. You can be looking at the Bible, you can be hearing someone. It, it has not dropped. You are still ignorant about Jesus. You, you can have him. You can be so close to Jesus, but if not yet, you are not yet in him. And, but let me just challenge you that we are in a better place than the people of Israel today. Almost all the fact of Jesus is in our hands in the scripture. Both the Old and the New Testament are in your hands. History testified to the truthfulness of this man that he lived and that he died for our sins. Those who are Christians are living testimony of what Christ does when it comes to individual lives. 
you cannot on the last day claim ignorance before God and say, God, I will have been a Christian if Pastor Butu gave me enough evidence. Now, how many evidence do you still need to come to Christ? And I'm saying this carefully. You know, all of you who raise your hand, you are a Christian. But none of us here are Christians genuinely. Some of us are just churchgoers. How much evidence do you still need before you can bow down to Christ? Because if you really know Christ, you will live like him. There will be an action that is commensurate to your knowledge. Knowledge that is not fruitful is a useless knowledge. Have you known Jesus? Have you repented of your sin and turned away from your sin to Christ? Are you a Christian genuinely? Are you being refreshed by the Lord? Do you have Christ in your life? Do you? You cannot say, oh, the Bible was not in my... Actually, I was not educated. The Bible was not in, my, in our language. You know, some of us think on the last day when we come before God, God said, Andrew, why were you not a Christian? Say, God, you know. The people in Zambia have better pastors. And you know what? We are in Nigeria. You know, that pastor that was preaching error affected me. So I was not, uh, you can understand. And God said, yeah, yeah, yeah. As we were in a better church. So I said, Angel Michael, what do you think? I said, actually, Andrew was a good man. He tried his best. He loved his wife. He paid his children's school fees. It's just that uh, there were no... Uh, okay, put him in, the, in purgatory. Let's, let's cleanse him. No, it, it don't happen. It don't happen. It don't happen. You know, children, I, mean, I, don't, know if, I don't know if you remember your child, childhood. I remember... My mom used to warn me not to like other people's thing. I like, <laughs> I used to like, in, in my days, motorcycle is a big thing. If your teacher have motorcycle, like what they call lady machine. I mean, if you know lady machine, what they call lady machine. It's a big one. So I would jump on, and one of these days, I've mentioned that to you before, my mom kept warning me. And he said, this machine can kill you. I said, no. So I now sat on one of my teacher, and then I saw my friends, and I raised my two hands to wave, to show that I'm already climbing the machine finally. And then I fell. And then I have a scar here to remind me of my... Even though I didn't know, that was not me when I fell, the grandma said, oh, let's not enjoy him. You should not enjoy this guy. He's a boy. Is that what the grandma said? And trust me, our parents in those days, without your wound, they will beat you on top of it. Huh? Uh -huh. They will say, oh no, cutie, cutie boy. Oh no, you know. Oh, go and get him ice cream. As they hold your bleeding hand, they say, we warn you not to do it. That is five times of... of and then they will put hot, hot water for you. They will put you here and then match it. So next time you will know that ignorance is an action. Oh, do you know you have children in your house? So, you know, children, they are toddlers, they are crawling. Then they are touching something. Say, no, 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 fire, fire, fire. The more you drag them, the more they move towards fire. And one day they are not around, you are not around. And there's candle. 
the stove and then is eight months old baby draw to the fire and put their hand. And fire said, Oh no. Oh no. What a cute boy. Oh, our madam is not even around. Oh, we should not burn this boy. If you burn this boy now, our madam will not feed the gas next time. And they will not be burning. Is that what your fire will say? Your fire will roast that boy properly. And all of you will be in the hospital. And the fire, we still that fire to boil water to cook. See, if you, if you, if you claim ignorance, because that's what most of us would claim ignorance with Jesus, it will do you. If you claim ignorance with sin, it will hurt you. Say, I don't know now. I don't know. You don't know what. You don't know what. It's your fault. Read the scripture. Read the law of God. You know, on Tuesday, a preacher was teaching us here. The Ten Commandments. Write it down on your wall. Obey them religiously. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not murder. And for your good, you cannot claim ignorance. You cannot. It's appointed unto man to die once. After that, judgment. Judgment will come. I say, this heaven, heaven self, who has gone there and come back? You remember, the rich man was in hell and asked for that. He said, Father Abraham, surely, if the dead should go back to the world and talk to my brother, they will listen. What? Father does say, forget about it. They have Moses. Eh? They have Moses. They have Elijah. So if even if they're dead, there are some of us, even if your forefather come back now and say, I'm in hello, I'm in hello, you say, ah, all this, all this fake, all this, uh, this uh, familiar, familiar spirit. No, we are very clever. One day we are charismatic, tomorrow we are reformed. We, we, we move to wherever suits us, we stand. If this one is, we go. If this one is, we go. God is watching us. To the extent that you come to church, to the extent that you have the law of nature, the natural law written on your heart, to the extent that preachers are all over preaching, to the extent that you've been coming to church, you are, you are not guiltless. You are not guiltless. You don't have to go to seminary to know this. So, well, well, pastor went to seminary. Uh, Brother Laba is a missionary. These are men of God. Mm -mm -mm. All of us are priests, isn't it? All of us are believers. Even, even children can understand that Jesus died. Adam, our forefather, fell in the Garden of Eden. And sin had come through all of his posterity. Even children are sinners. And we cannot discuss it away by theology. We have fallen. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is no one righteous, not even one. The question is, how can a sinner be reconciled back to God? There are ways, either it's Islam, or Christianity, you must sit down to evaluate these things. 
Islam says, if you do five things, you will be acceptable to God. Other religions say, if you meditate, if you give alms. But the Bible is saying, while we are still weak, God sent his son in the likeness of man and for sin died. He died on the cross because of the imputation of our sin on him. And that there's nothing you and I will do that will merit the mercy of God. That God graciously offered his son on our behalf. That if you will look on him and put your trust in him and cast all your confidence away and put your trust in him, you shall be saved. And there will be new life evidencing that you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And when you die, you will see God because from God we come and from God we are returning. It is so simple, but it's true. If you don't believe it, one of these days you will stand before the throne of God and your ignorance will not be excused. No, it will not be excused. Hebrews tells us, he that violated the law of Moses at the testimony of two or three, they killed them. So how much more do you think those who trample the son of God underfoot? It's going to be terrible on the last day for those who are handling Jesus carelessly. And if Jesus is not your Lord today, one of these days when you lay in the coffin, you won't know. But it will be too late. There's no repentance after death. And there's no purgatory anywhere. May God help your ignorance of Jesus today. May you come to him today in faith, in repentance, in turning away from your sin and turning to God. And may the time of refreshment come upon you because of your decision for Christ. Father, we thank you because you've lifted ignorance by your word and by your son. And I pray that you will bless your people today. And if there's anyone still ignorant about your son, open their eyes. Let there be a converting spirit. Let there be a help from above. Let there be a joy of regeneration in their life this week and going forward. To you alone be glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.